0: Offering bundled products is quite simply one of the most important things you could do when running an online store. Bundles are so effective that it's one of the few things that's on every single product page on Amazon. Why? Because it works. The easiest way to add powerful and flexible bundle options to your store is the Bold Bundles app. It's become my favorite bundle app. I recently learned it's one of the few on Shopify that doesn't duplicate products or variants and doesn't rely on coupon codes either. So it doesn't mess up your inventory. Every store has a different idea of how they want to offer bundles. Bold Bundles can handle them all. It can do traditional group bundles, BOGO bundles, even no discount You may also like bundles. The coolest thing though, at least according to me, is the combo product. Bold lets you create a virtual product that represents the bundle, so you can edit the product just like any other in your store, but when a customer adds it to the cart, Bold Bundles adds all the products in the bundle at whatever discount you set. It's seamless. So if you want to add bundles to your Shopify store and increase your average order value in the process, I highly recommend the Bold Bundles app. And as a listener of the unofficial Shopify podcast, Bold is offering it to you free for two months. Just go to kurtelster.com slash bold, and you can install it from there to get your exclusive offer. kurtelster.com slash bold. What's the number one customer support request you get? I bet it's, hey, where's my order? My friends at Ventov makers of SEO Meta Manager have a solution for this. It's called Order Lookup, and it lets customers look up their orders, right, good name, with either their email or order number, reducing the order inquiries you get in your inbox. We use it on our own high-volume Shopify Plus client stores like Hoonigan and Yvonne Stells, to provide real-time order info to customers with a fully customizable order lookup page so you can keep that thing on brand. And hey, if you're a dropshipper, It even works with ePacket. You can get a seven-day free trial when you search Order Lookup in the App Store.
1: So uh, what's your favorite Olympic event?
0: My favorite Olympic event, yes, is skateboarding.
1: Okay, that you actually named something. So good job. Yeah. I was really expecting you to just totally biff that.
0: No, no, uh, gymnastics.
1: Do you watch any Olympics at all?
0: I have not this year.
1: That's painful to me.
0: You know, uh, NBC's coverage, I hear, is not so hot.
1: No, NBC's terrible. They don't know what they're doing. I do because I, you know, I work in TV production. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm very disappointed. The streaming app screws up a lot it's cool the streaming app uh, gets in a loop sometimes where it just shows you infinite ads for like forever the ads just never stop
0: oh how long did it take you to figure that out uh i i honestly watch like 18 minutes of ads i honestly wait a
1: second you know i was kind of just like half watching stuff and i was like you know what i really want to see the second half of this women's hammer throw and i watched 30 minutes of ads because, like, just maybe, maybe the next, this adds the last one, and the Apple unbreak itself. Oh, jeez. Uh, anyway, team handball. I'm into it. We're not good at team handball in America. I want us to be good with it. I have a plan. Every guy that t- that graduates from college and doesn't make the NBA and was a college point guard should have to go to handball camp, and that's how we make our handball team. I think we'll shock the world.
0: Wait. Isn't the show about e-commerce? No. And- N-
1: Getting paid. All right. uh, I tried to buy a team handball shirt on Fanatics, and they really boned me on shipping. So (laughs) I didn't buy it. Well, that's good, because we are going to talk about
0: (laughs) shipping thresholds today, among other things. So...
1: Yeah, I got beefs with you.
0: I know. You've got got some beef to discuss. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Joining me is my co-host and Olympics enthusiast, Paul Rita.
1: That's so true. I made my uncle buy us the triple cast when I was staying at his house in 1992. Remember the triple cast?
0: Uh, it's coming back to me. No. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk the summer slump. Are you feeling the summer slump? What's new at Clavio? They got that new new. I like some, some pretty nice new features. And headless is all the rage. Everyone is at least discussing it. It's a hot topic. So we'll talk about that. As well as Paul's beef with me and uh, a few other things. So... Shall we we begin with Clavio's uh, new features? Just get that out of the way. I think that's some housekeeping. Yeah, it's
1: just going to be a soliloquy by you because I'm like emails.
0: Mm-hmm. That's emails. what they do. All right. So assuming you use email automation platform Clavio, this is my preference for Shopify uh, because the, the integration is really tight. And at this point, it's a really good product. We got You've got your standard newsletter campaigns, of course, but a lot of really powerful automation, split testing, SMS, pop-ups. All right. Uh, Facebook integration. Okay. I don't need to keep pitching you on Clavio. If you're on Clavio, here's what you're getting. That's new price drop trigger. This is one of the things I've wanted. So if so, you can now trigger a flow and tell people, Hey, that product you were looking at, uh, price just went down on it. So you could essentially automate like a, um, a sale announcement on stuff that maybe you combine this with like a browse abandonment flow I don't know, I've not actually set this up. Yeah, my question
1: cool. My question is so it's like they have to sign up. They don't have to sign up for updates on that product. That's they, what I'm not sure about. You like already have their email and then you also know products they had looked at?
0: Yeah, I know you uh we could track products you look at. Okay. Because that's how browse abandonment flow works. And so could I now combine that with this price drop trigger? So it's like, all right, if this price dropped and then my list is People who viewed the product, and
1: you're on the list, and we know you viewed the product. Yeah, then it'll send you an email. Then
0: I could fire you off an email. Hey, this product—were you still interested in this? Because the price just dropped. Okay, yeah,
1: because I—I don't think having just a, like an email, field on there that's like sign up for price announcements or whatever—that's like probably when a, the price drops is not. It's probably a bad idea. Probably a bad idea.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, they said A/B testing for SMS coming soon. All right, great. And SMS. Previously, U.S. and Canada, now available in the U.K., and they said, more coming soon. Um, and really, that sounds like a regulatory thing where you're, you're jumping through hoops to deploy this stuff. Uh, multi-step forms. So the the pop-up form builder in Klaviyo is good. It could be better. And multi-step forms are a big step in that right direction. Like, certainly, if you feel limited by it, there are other great pop-up builders, like Privy is my favorite. Um but uh, the the moat between dedicated pop-up builders and Clavio got one step smaller with these multi-step forms. Uh, and then the coolest thing here is, is reports library. So like, with Clavio, I know there's a ton of data in there, and I always felt kind of limited by the reporting. Like I try to get the data out in a meaningful way for me, and I just made me feel stupid and frustrated. Like I'm sure smarter people could figure it out. I would just get annoyed with it. They've got this new reports library, in which is uh, something like over 30 pre-built reports um, and all kinds of interesting stuff. I wasted like 90 minutes just going through these reports and generating them. Okay.
1: That is you. Yeah. That's, that's you.
0: Yeah, just diving through those reports. Uh, uh, numbers and data.
1: <laughs> uh, I disagree. The coolest thing is A-B testing for SMS messages. We I love A-B testing so much.
0: I I do. Because with A/B testing, it's like, well, you know, you remove the the subject, the subjective uh, aspect of, well, what does the stakeholder like, and it, now it becomes, well, what's the data say
1: is effective? Yeah, it's like it's survival of the fittest. It's it's evolution for your marketing.
0: <laughs> survival of the fittest. It is. The two split tests are out in the wild. Yeah. It's SMS and which one try to kill each other? Which
1: one was better adapted? Gets get, is the winner. Uh, Yeah. That's why we moved into e-commerce, is because we were making all those websites for marketing agencies, and it was just all about everyone's feelings. It was like, whoever our contact random people at the marketing agency were, whatever their feelings were, that's what dictated what was happening. And it drove us insane.
0: In e-commerce, everybody says, I love data-driven marketing. I love, I want data-driven decisions. Whether or not they actually do it, who cares? But they say they do. Whereas in, when we were doing those marketing sites, there was no data-driven, it was- Purely ego-driven and unspoken.
1: Yeah. At least we, here we have like, well, here's the what made the most money. Are you going to want to make more money or are you going to be stupid? It's up to you. And then usually what face with that eh, 80% of the time they pick the money. All right. So our
0: other housekeeping item, a little bit of headless talk. There's going to be more. We got headless coverage coming down the pipe here.
1: Yeah, but we're seeing a lot of headless talk. And I feel like there was something that we didn't cover in our last little headless talk uh, two weeks ago which was, you know, everyone's like, headless, it's so fast, it's so fast. And uh, that pulls me partially into my beef with Kurt is that when we installed Dawn on a test store, uh, I was like, oh, let's run this through page speed. And it scored something insane, like a 98 page speed score, which again is stupid, who cares? PageSpeed is, page is bad, stop looking at it. But it scored a 98, and I was like, oh, well, that's nice for all the idiots that care about page speed. And then Kurt decided to screenshot that and tweet it out to everyone and was just like, oh my God, dog gets a 90 and a page speed. This is huge. It's like, (laughs) I thought page speed was dumb. That was our entire brand. And why you reckon the brand? What? By lying of that saying in something is important when it isn't.
0: All right, here's why. (laughs) Here's why. Because I 100% agree with you, but I still know what... Is important to our audience, and unfortunately, yes, we can dismiss page speed, but they still have anxiety about it, and that's the thing that drives me crazy about page speed. And so, if there's a scenario in which, hey, there's an easy and legitimate way where well, the, the the score goes up, so we can move on and just stop talking about this. That really is my ideal outcome is like, oh, it, I could close the door on this thing.
1: Uh, all right. Well, here's where our philosophies differ, differ because you want to give the people what they want, whereas I think the people are dumb and need to be oh. educated and told what they want.
0: <laughs> it's Paul at EtherCycle.com. <laughs> that's
1: fine. That's fine. It's one star reviews. Left Let, and right. Anyway, the reason it got a 98% was because it was a pristine, untouched theme that had no apps shitting it up. So once you get your dumbass apps all in there, because we need 30 <laughs> apps on our stores apparently, it'll go back to scoring 14. So and that's the other thing with Headless is one of the reasons Headless is so fast, and this go this is an example of that, is that Headless you can install on page apps in Headless. Yes. You so that thing where you're like, well, it's a cool app. I want to have that little dude ad on my website, can't do it. You're running headless. you got to hire your in-house dev to write that thing from scratch.
0: Yeah, you got someone. You have multiple people on Retainer who know React or Angular, whatever flavor of progressive web app JavaScript you're running for your headless store, and then they are going to recreate that functionality for you, and that's how you do it.
1: Yeah, and it'll run fast. I'll be honest. It'll run faster than an app you downloaded from the App Store, but uh, you're going to be paying for all that stuff.
0: Well, because you're doing everything native and server side yeah, at that point.
1: Exactly, but and so that's why. Yeah, you're- I saw
0: this great comment um, in the Shopify Plus Facebook group from uh, Taylor Sicard. I re- I hope I'm remembering it correctly. He can correct me if I'm I'm wrong. Um, but he said, "Hey, part of the reason Headless is so fast is you don't have a million apps at your fingertips to install." Yes, and when you install those apps, like they all have to pull from third parties. Um, Except for you know the handful that render entirely via Liquid, like our apps, hooray! But there's trade-offs to that. There's sacrifices. There's a lot of functionality I can't do because of that. Um, so a lot of the stuff just has to be third-party JavaScript. Well, th- what we've seen over and over on sites with these low page speed scores: third-party JavaScript loading in widgets that result in cumulative layout shift. That's what tanks these page speed scores.
1: Yeah, and and you know, and you want that if you if you're one of your main things that you want. You know, I need to get that headless speed uh stop installing apps on your store which yes. no one will do yeah well. <laughs> so it's like what do you want from me <laughs> it's like yeah just install install untouched raw dawn right now with zero apps and you can get that headless speed experience yeah you gotta raw dog your themes you gotta raw dog them
0: yeah you All need right. just meeting like no apps <laughs> don't install these front-end apps and javascript widgets
1: they won't they won't stop though uh, and also speaking speaking of page speed, uh, we were talking to one of our favorite brands yesterday. Uh, that's our client. And we don't really talk to them that much because they're probably the only client we have where we like set up all these crazy meta fields. We did all this wild shit for them on all their product pages. And they worked with us hand in hand when we set that up. And then we kind of almost never talked to them anymore because they just do it all themselves.
0: Well, you know what? They're They're too busy counting up that paper. Yeah. All right, give me why we care about this and how this is relevant to page speed. All three. right. Well, I know ca-
1: where this is going. We care about it because they made they were like, yeah, we had a great month last month. They made 2.2 $2 million dollars last month. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. On a page speed score of 4. <laughs> okay, that just stop it. Uh yeah, their page speed scores 4. Uh their conversion rates 3%. Uh their conversion funnel is extremely efficient, works great. And uh page speed score 4. Yeah. So, guess that's not stopping you from making over two million dollars a month.
0: Now, the argument someone might make is like, "Well, if the page speed score went up, imagine how much more they would make." And we have an, an upcoming interview with a gentleman who was a uh, an engineer at Lululemon, among a number of other Fortune 100 companies. And he said, "Well, the, the data says, according to this gentleman, he's like, unless until it drops into something horrific, like nine second load times, you really don't see a drop." And you need to be decreasing that initial page load time by like one to one and a half seconds on huge amounts of traffic, like Lululemon levels I'm making a million a week. That's when you start seeing the gains. So if you're not at those numbers, I just don't think it's something to prioritize.
1: Well, and here's another thing. Two weeks ago, uh, one of our clients had an app installed uh, to go into, into how apps are bad. And uh, there, the app company's servers borked, and they were supposed to download a JavaScript file that they were unable to serve to our client's store, and so the load times on our client's store was 90 seconds a page, and step, I'm going to, th- get yeah, stop it, <laughs> and, 90 seconds, and uh, they still made money for the entire day that the page load was 90 seconds a page, that um, was the shocking part, obviously not great, you don't want that. But even 90-second page loads will not stop you from making money.
0: Yeah, if they want it bad enough. Well, it was funny. It was during a product launch. So yeah, it was a big product launch. My theory is when people saw the page load times, that became
1: scarcity. They were like, oh, man, their servers are getting hammered because everyone's <laughs> trying to buy this cool new product. Nope. Uh, no, an it- app screwed up, and those guys are should be shot. And they were causing 90-second page load times.
0: Yeah. I, I questioned Google's agenda here.
1: <laughs> as we all know. In fact, Curtin Julie had a conversation about Page speed Score from her perspective as a store owner and how everyone is sort of just shoving it in her face without explaining what it's measuring or why it's important. So let's listen to that now.
2: How does PageSpeed make you feel? <laughs> I don't know anything about PageSpeed. I know nothing about it. All I know is that both Shopify and Google Tell me my page speed sucks. What does that mean? I have no idea. I don't know. And had I never heard you talk about how stupid these page speed scores are, I'd probably be freaking out about it because they're both constantly trying to tell me that my page speed is no good. I have no idea what it means. No clue whatsoever. You just talk about it so often. like I can't escape it. It is... Living with you, I cannot escape it. So (laughs) knowing this, hearing it every single day, when I see the little pop-up with like Google Analytics or on uh, my Shopify page, I just ignore it. Because I don't know what it means, but my page speed is low, according to them. I don't know. No one's ever complained about it, and everything seems fine on my head, so I don't worry. You keep saying, well, I don't know what it means. When they say low, what's the score it's telling you? Oh, I have no idea. Because then I literally do not pay attention. Do you want me to look it up? I could look it up. Uh, well, actually, I, it's 24 out of 100. Oof, you know the score. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's 24. That sounds out of right. I was going to guess in the 20s, but I wasn't sure. Okay, that sounds right.
0: Which I've. Uh, is that really bad? Have, that sounds really bad. We have two really seven figure clients who have single digit scores.
2: Wow. Yeah. So does Like that, at least two. Is that supposed to mean that it takes forever for my website to? load on somebody like literally load on somebody's computer or phone that's the implication isn't it because i now i know you like to brag about our super great wi-fi setup or whatever uh but i've never once had an issue with my website loading in a decent amount of time ever
0: it is my dad right to brag about you do
2: brag we have perfect so like maybe it's just because we have perfect internet i don't know but i've never had an issue on your phone yeah, no, it's fine on my phone. it has got nothing to do with the Wi-Fi. No one has ever said anything to me, and I have a pretty tight-knit community, so I feel like somebody would say something if they thought things were slow or lagging, but nobody's ever said anything. Yeah, the whole thing's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, that's what you tell me literally every day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate that it tortures people. And so we were sitting on the couch, and you said, man, this
2: thing's always... You, go, you said, if I didn't know any better... I'd be really worried about. This. I would be. I probably would if I didn't have you constantly telling me that it's BS. And Paul, I also hear Paul's rants about it being BS. So between the two of you, I have learned to ignore those scores on Google Analytics and Shopify. I just don't pay attention to it. That's why I hate it. It tortures yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, it really bothers. Because all a twenty-four. What I mean, that's an F, that's an F. Not even. That's not even a it's high an F, F, F. Minus minus. That's a minus. yeah. That's a low F. A 24 out of 100.
0: That's and pretty bad. If someone said, like, all right, you give me $1,000 and I'll guarantee you a B plus, would you do it? No.
2: Right. Well, like, what difference does that make? It's not slowing down traffic to my site. Traffic's pretty high. So even if I do have a low score, it's not slowing anything down. 100 bucks? No. No. All right, if it's no. free. Sure. Okay. Why oh, not? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought.
0: Okay. Yeah, if it's free. If it's free, I'll gamble on it. But beyond that, I would not waste any resources
2: worrying about it. Okay. Does Shopify tell you what this means? What this score means? Uh, Does anyone have a high score? Uh, if you do this really complicated thing... Oh, I heard about it. <laughs> I live with you. I heard about it. Yeah. The any number yeah. of really complicated things, you could get a higher score. Okay, but you're not actually improving anything on your website. You're just improving that number... That nobody but you sees. Well, okay, that's one way to do it. Okay. That's the scammy way. Okay. The, okay. So there's a non-scammy way. Yeah. You could
0: also hire like a team of developers to build your website as a progressive web app. Okay. Yeah. All right. And if you did that for many
2: tens of thousands of dollars. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. But then your, the score would be bigger. No, thank you. All right. I use my manners. <laughs> that's what my children say. But I use my manners. Okay, that's pretty good. Let's leave it there. Okay. Thank you for Uh your service. My pleasure. Excuse me. Do you know where 4th Street is? Yeah, up here. Make right. Or, uh, no, make left. No, no, make right. Man, this
0: person doesn't know what she's talking about. But you know who does know what they're talking about? Zipify Pages, the most powerful landing page and sales funnel builder on Shopify. All their templates are tested and proven by a $100 million e-commerce brand. So you know their stuff actually works. Finally, someone who knows what they're talking about. You can copy entire templates like opt-in pages, product pages, or holiday promos. Or use the drag and drop builder to create your own custom layouts then publish your pages directly onto your Shopify store. That means no plugins and no subdomains. So setup is easy and tracking is even easier. And you don't need a designer or developer. Plus all pages are optimized for mobile and built-in split testing helps you maximize your results. It's no wonder Zipify Pages is used by over 57 hundred shopify merchants to start your 14 day free trial go to zipify.com slash kurt that z-i-p-i-f-y dot com slash k-u-r-t and to get an unadvertised gift email help at zipify.com and ask for the tech nasty bonus tech nasty
1: uh summer slump no oh do you want to talk about shogun front end i don't really know what shogun front end is
0: well you know what it, um so when we're talking about people talk about headless Honestly, I think they're talking about, uh, four out of five times, I think they're talking about Shogun Front End. It really, because I said you know, we got to get uh, some headless folks on the show. Every single person I've talked to is on headless, it's Shogun Front End. This thing really became the default.
1: And so what is that? Is that like a GUI tool? Is that essentially the Shopify customized theme, but it's instead of being in Shopify, it's running on your headless store? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's like, hey, we've got progressive web app CMS. That plugs into Shopify, so it's like you could spin up your CMS straight away. Now you're still at like it's built on React. You still you still have that scenario where it's like I'm not getting apps unless I'm doing custom development. But that seems to be you know, what the headless and Shogun front end in the context of Shopify may as well be interchangeable phrases. Uh, are we, right are right we, now,
1: are we just abandoning Shopify in order to rebuild Shopify?
0: With headless, that yeah, it feels like that's what you're doing, <laughs> and that's where like that's where I'm confused about it. That's where I need to know more, and that's where we got to talk to people yeah. who
1: are doing this. We got a couple guests coming up in the next few weeks uh, when we randomly talked about it uh, two weeks ago, and we're like, we got to talk to people about this. Uh, we had some, we had people come out of the woodwork who wanted to talk to us about it. Yeah, so, so we're taking them up on the offer.
0: No, absolutely. Uh anyway, the summer slump, are you? Do your, do your sales feel low this summer? Like uh, n- June,
1: July. My sales feel great.
0: Okay, good. Very good. The, because if you're, well, what we're seeing, uh, you know, if you're selling travel accessories and bathing suits, you're doing well. If uh, you're not, things are, and you're used to that, like that 2020 bump that's gone now. And I've heard analysts, uh, industry analysts, refer to this, this. They have this wonderful euphemism. They call it reopening headwinds. <laughs> the industries are, uh, we're facing reopening headwinds.
1: Yeah, that's like a, such a dumb financial term. I know. It's like there's, some, there's some headwinds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a, we're hitting a resistance band. <laughs> um, but here, all right. In Amazon's Q2 earnings call, their CFO, Brian Olsavsky, had this to say. When he was in a question, he said, um, I think the impact of people getting vaccinated and getting out in the world, not only shopping offline, but also living life and getting out, it takes away from shopping time. Well, duh. (laughs) So everyone had this essentially an artificial boost in 2020 because I was bored in my house yeah, and I spent more time on devices. And then that resulted in more time shopping. That also there was more time... um, often more expendable income because you're not spending that on restaurants and and leaving your house and events, et cetera, Um, and gas. Like there was just more disposable income coupled with eh, general anxiety that I can ease with some retail therapy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like year over year comparisons are not going to be good for a lot of market segments. So I think if you're comparing your numbers... And you need to not freak out about that.
0: Yeah, if you're comparing your 2021 numbers to 2020, I don't think that's necessarily reasonable i think especially in terms of like year-over-year growth you should consider 2020 a bizarre outlier and probably compare to 2019 and 2020 and take those in stride
1: yeah and i bet i bet those will. i the way i think about it is you know if you set the baseline normalized and say 2019 was 100 um 2020 was probably like 125 or 130 and then now you uh, hit 2021 and things are opening up and, like, this stuff is ending right now, it's going to go back down. But I think a lot of things have changed that are going to be more permanent changes. Like, there was a big bump. So I think it's not going to normalize back down to 100. It's going to normalize back down to, like, 110 or right? like, 115. So I bet if you compare it to 2019, you're still going to be doing great, and, like, that's going to be the new baseline. But... Don't compare it to 2020, which was an anomalous one-time bonanza.
0: Now, I think looking forward, now we have, in my mind, the moment that Pfizer was coursing through my veins, <laughs> I, in my head, I was like, pandemic's over, let's roll. And it turns out it wasn't.
1: Uh, I got feelings on that, but I don't know if we want to go into that here.
0: Oh, all right. The last thing you and I wanted to discuss, Free shipping. And this is, you have more beef with me.
1: Yeah, because I, I, no, I, this is a mild beef, more of a question, more, more right. of a comment than a question. I'm just trying to gin up some drama. So last episode, we had a question about shipping rules and what, how you should set your free shipping threshold. And our answer was, uh, oh, well, you should take your average order value and increase it by like 10% or five bucks or whatever. and. Make that your free shipping threshold, which will then, people will be so close to free shipping, they'll buy something extra to get the free shipping and thus increase your order average order ma- value and make you more money. But then also, I remember we've previously declared there's no gods but shipping. No and, gods but shipping. And you should offer free shipping to everyone and just increase your prices because like, free shipping is a bigger pain to them than, not getting free shipping is a bigger pain to them than paying more money per product. Uh, so, uh, which is it? Is it, they're supposed to have a shipping threshold or they're supposed to do free shipping?
0: Look, I don't have an answer for this and I don't have a sound effect for this. (laughs) Good. And, okay, I think it, it it depends on, ultimately, I think it depends on what you're optimizing for. If your initial concern is, all right, I just need to know what sells. And I'm early on, I would, I would, and I'm starting out, I would... Ideally, I want to price shipping into the product, everything ships free. This is very, this is the customer centric view. This is the conversion rate optimization, pure play. And then I'm not, when conversions are down, at least I'm not thinking to myself, like, well, maybe it's my free shipping threshold is wrong. Like I'm just ruling that out entirely. But it's not practical on all products and audiences to do this? I
1: was gonna say, I I feel like we need to, everything we say here, there is a caveat. Whereas if you have small little accessories, you're selling for like four bucks. Obviously, if someone showed up and was like, I'm buying the $4 accessory and that's it. And also you have no free shipping threshold. So you're definitely gonna be losing money on this purchase. You can't have free shipping. Or you can't somehow allow that to happen. Like do not lose money on a transaction.
0: And, you know, truly our, our show is, is very U.S. centric because yep. we're in the, the Midwest. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that changes things. And also even in the U.S., where you're shipping from makes a big difference. If yeah. I'm in California, everything I'm shipping that has to go over the mountains, it really ends up being quite expensive. Like if I'm shipping from California to New York, that's rough.
1: Whereas if you're in like Memphis, you're just like, woohoo.
0: Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. It's next door. Yeah. And when that's a cost on every single order, it adds up. Um, so you, I mean, both answers are right and it really, that's not helpful. It depends on your business, <laughs> but at the same time, like I don't want to be giving away, um, and don't want this huge expense in the shipping. So I don't know what the right answer is. I like doing shipping. If I'm optimizing for revenue, I probably want to use a free shipping threshold based on my average order value. If I really want to know what's going on here, later stage in the business, and I'm on Shopify Plus, I can use this app called ShipScout. It's it, it, fabulous. I, got, I was lucky. I got to play with the beta. Uh, I'm, I'm in love with it. it if, you, if this is the question, like, all right, what's this costing us and what's the right free shipping threshold? You can use ShipScout to effectively split test free shipping thresholds. And then there's no question. Like, it'll tell you at, you know, all other things being the same, at $0, this is the conversion rate, at 50 at 100 like, you just test it with it. It's great. Hmm. Yeah. So, again, the answer is, well, split test, but in the case of free shipping, the, really the only way to do it in a statistically significant way is you got to be on plus. Well. And that, like, we just, you know, most of the market just now doesn't have access to that.
1: Well, and the problem with free sh- with split testing is it requires a certain traffic amount you need to be getting every month. Yes. so I'm, I'm just worried about the rule a rule of thumb we can give to our shorties out there who are just still getting into the game I guess I think I think if you're just starting out I think the, a good rule is uh, jack up those prices and just have free shipping because it just makes things a whole lot more slippery and like people will just slide through the, yes. the conver, conversion funnel easier
0: I think you're yeah there in our scenario free shipping never hurts.
1: True. Free shipping never hurts. Again, caveat, unless you have like tiny little cheapo products and there's, you're seeing people buying the tiny cheapo products and it's destroying your margins.
0: Yeah, well, but at the same time, it's like if I sell stickers, I'd probably ship that free and the margin's great. Five bucks a sticker, I drop it in. I buy weird artist stickers off Etsy.
1: Well, and what they just send that like first class mail in an envelope. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just like wrapped in a piece of paper. Yeah. Costs 50 cents. In case I need to explain how postage works. Okay, I don't know. (laughs) You know, neither do I. I was hoping you wouldn't ask follow up questions. I
1: just, I know the people need the small stamps when they change the rate because I watched Fargo a couple weeks ago.
0: Uh, I haven't watched that one yet. Um,
1: (laughs) You've never seen Fargo? I've seen the movie, I've not seen the TV show. Oh, I was talking about the movie. Okay. TV show kind of goes, first, like, first three seasons. Watch the first three seasons of the show.
0: All right, lastly, before we go, and we're, we're, we're digging up some dirt from our last episode, we're doing some follow-ups here, let's revisit Online Store 2.0. Because we, we posted a 10-minute walkthrough of Dawn on YouTube, and it got over 2,000 views, a lot of comments. And the comments were like, well, how do I get the theme? When can I use it? Who's this available to? Uh, what do we know here?
1: Uh, well, if it's not available in the theme store now... It will be before the end of August. If you want it now, uh, just Google Shopify Dawn GitHub.
0: G-I-T-H-U-B. Yeah,
1: and then there'll be like a little thing that says like download zip. And you just download the zip file of the theme and upload it to your store, which is how you install themes on stores. I hope that's straightforward enough for you. Uh, you And you can play with it. Yeah, if you can't figure that out, don't install Dawn. And, uh, that's it. You can play with it. You could use it right now. Uh, it's real bare bones, but you know, you don't need more than that. I mean, if you could sell stuff on Dawn, then you can maybe, if your stuff is selling on Dawn, now you can think about how you can optimize it and make it fancier and nicer, but it would be, it's a good, you know, proof of concept for your product. I think. Yeah. Uh,
0: if, if you want to play with it, you absolutely can.
1: Yeah. Without a doubt, just go right ahead and do it. And you can launch it. I think we know people. Uh, didn't friend of the show, Ann Thomas, have, a, have have a store running on Dawn right now.
0: Yeah, she, did. she, she does. She spun it up quickly. Yeah, yeah so Pointed she's
1: there. Is a there are live Dawn stores selling things as we speak. Uh, but again, it's just a Shopify theme. It's not gonna you know make your teeth white and like solve all your problems. So uh, don't get too crazy with it.
0: I need a theme that will clean the litter box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that. Um. So and then the the other online store two feature, the one that really. We've been using in practice in the wild that uh, I've seen you use quite a bit, and like you seemed thrilled with it, and clients really like it. Is the new Metafields implementation?
1: Yeah, I love them. It's really great. It's an easy way for me to make custom product pages for people that are so easy to maintain. It's 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 awesome. I mean, you know, and and, you know, I know because I'm like deep in the weeds on this, so I know how to make it as simple as possible for our clients to use. But yeah, I mean, I could set up, um, you know, if they want to upload an HTML5 video, I write out the code for that. And then I make an HTML5 video meta field and you can make it a file meta field. And it's just like, we'll pick what file from the file section on your Shopify store is going to be filled in here. So, I mean, you just upload the video that you have in into that little box that it gives you directly on the product page. And there you go. It's there. In like the lower part of the page or wherever we just des- decided the design was and it works with images and it, you know um you have like text fields and like larger giant paragraph text fields and you could set um like character limits and like minimum characters on all of it so they you make sure that they put in all the right stuff uh i mean it's just really really great it's so powerful and it's so easy for our client to use because you know, they're already on the product listing where they're making the edits to the individual product, and just there at the bottom is more fields for them to fill out that are really straightforward and easy.
0: And this is present
1: this is on anything, in every store now. On, I don't
0: need Dawn. No, for this. you don't need any of this. I
1: mean, this is available in the Shopify backend. Settings um, Metafields. Settings, meta fields. Settings, yeah. meta fields and um, once you create the meta field and set it up, uh, it just appears on all the product pages. Uh, again, my beef with it is is it appears in like a specific order on the product page that's bad, that's like really confusing. It's the reverse order that they're of, created. That they're in. created. So you create one and then you create a new one and that goes on top of that. And then you create another one and that one goes on top of that. So Did it's like- Did
0: you figure out some workaround to rearrange them? Yeah,
1: so there's like a thing in the Metafield system where it's like pin this meta field and I didn't know what that meant uh, and they don't explain it to you. But I determined <laughs> that pinning it means it actually shows up on the product listing. And if you unpin it, the meta field still exists but it's not on the product listing anymore. Not quite sure why. Does we can have hidden meta fields? Yeah, I guess we would have a hidden one. I'm not sure. But anyway, if you unpin all of them and re-pin them in a if you go into each one individually in a specific order and pin them in a specific order, they then you can get them manipulate them to show up in the in the order you want them to show up on. Would be very nice if we could have some sort of drag and drop system, guys.
0: All right, yeah, there's a product manager somewhere <laughs> who needs to know this. Yeah,
1: that's we uh, really good. Yeah, that would be that would be
0: nice. But uh, yeah,
1: I made a cool thing for uh, Black Diamond Coatings. That's like a comparison before and after you apply the Black Diamond coating to your patio. And uh, you know, I built out the code for it, and then just on their product listing, it just is before pick and after pick, and they just have to upload. Up one picture into each of the slots and then on every product page that before and after pick will be populated correctly.
0: And previously how would you have implemented such a thing?
1: I mean we we probably would have done it with Metafields in the janky Metafield system, in which case they are like, well we have a, an app. It's MetaFields guru. So now you have to, so you have to listing, go and leave the listing go on the app, now go in the apps. Now find that listing again inside the Metafield app. And now and then up, you're paying for that app. Yeah. And then you upload the thing into there. Or, you know, obviously for something like that, I mean, I'm not sure how different they want to say their products are in changing your patio. We might have just hard-coded the images directly into the template.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Often that was the solution um, or like tag triggers.
1: But yeah, so this is cool as hell. Um, You know, obviously to get that Metafield data to show up on your actual product page, someone is going to need to go into the template and write the code in the liquid to make all that stuff appear properly.
0: Now, if you know enough to be dangerous, metafields aren't scary. If you know HTML and a little bit of liquid, 100%, you could figure this out. Sure. You don't think so? Well, I mean,
1: <laughs> I, mean I, I guess I'm just thinking of the stuff we're doing. But, yeah, if you just want to, like, throw a video up there. Yeah, I think there's – Or, like, a YouTube embed embed there. Like, you throw – if you want to put a YouTube video on every single one of your products, you know, down lower – I mean, obviously Shopify has product media. You could just put them in directly with your product photos, but if you want a big, cool video lower in the page, yeah, you put in the YouTube iframe off of any YouTube that embed code, but then make the, um, ID of the video into the meta field and then just go on every single product you have and just, uh, enter in the ID of the different videos you want to have on all your different products and it'll just work.
0: This is a real, real upgrade to the CMS. So, our our final verdict on Shopify's new Metafields feature—we love it.
1: We super love it. We've been making some stuff that's sick, and uh, will be is live now, or will be live in the near future. Sweet.
0: All right, uh, let's get out of here, folks. Join our Facebook group so you can stay in touch. Search on Official Shopify Podcast on Facebook. Join our Insiders group, and. Uh, Get vaccinated, and I don't want your one to refuse. All right, let's get out of here. All right. E-commerce sales are at an all-time high. So if you've been waiting for the quote-unquote right time to launch your online store, here is your sign. Yes, you've got to launch it now. In 2021, success in e-commerce is going to depend on whether or not you provide an amazing customer experience. And Out of the Sandbox has a 10-year track record of delivering excellent customer experiences by building premium Shopify themes that look and work amazingly well, and that helps merchants make more money. So their best-selling theme, Turbo, fully loaded, easily accommodates high volume large catalog shops or small shops looking for premium performance because it is just that flexible. It is arguably the fastest theme on the market with speed settings that you could control and customization settings that free themes just can't compete with. For 20% off Turbo, Visit outofthesandbox.com unofficial and use promo code KURT20 at checkout. Try the new theme for two weeks, and if you don't like it, they will give you your money back. How's that for a risk reversal guarantee? That's outofthesandbox.com unofficial, promo code KURT20 for 20% off turbo and a 14-day money back guarantee. When people ask in my Facebook group what theme they should use, I always see people recommend Flex. Why? Because it's the Swiss army knife of Shopify themes. It comes with everything you need right out of the sandbox. Flex is truly one of the most flexible themes in the market. It's got customizable CSS within the theme editor to give you more creative control without breaking your theme's code. And it comes packed with 10 mega menu navs with six columns each. Whew, that's a lot of stuff. And to make it even sweeter, Out of the Sandbox has been in the ecom game for over a decade, providing some of the best customer experience in the industry. Head over to outofthesandbox.com/unofficial to get started on your dream store today. The link's in the show notes, and don't forget to use the discount code Kurt20. That's K-U-R-T two zero for twenty percent off your theme purchase. And with their fourteen day money back guarantee, you've got nothing to lose.